top of our head. Father, we worship you tonight, O oh God. We have searched through the whole earth. There is none like you, O oh God. Yeah. We bless your name tonight. None can do what you do. None can be who you are. You are the almighty God. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You are the one who is, who was, and who is to come. There is none like you, O oh God. We lift up your name tonight. We declare you're worthy. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy to be exalted. Blessed be your name, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We may be seated. Glory to God. How's everybody doing? Amen. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Tonight, I'm just going to share briefly. I think we're going to spend more time in prayer tonight. Um, but I just want to share about three scriptures, expound on each for just a few minutes, and then we'll go into prayer. Would you please open with me to the book of First John? Father, I want to thank you tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for your word. We receive inspiration of, in your word today. We thank you, almighty God, that your word is powerful. Your word is new every time. We ask, O oh God, that your word will open our eyes tonight. Lord, there will be a deposit in us. Such, O oh God, that will bring about fruit in the things that we do. We honor you tonight, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please open to the book of John chapter 1. John chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 16. And of his fullness... We have all received, and grace for grace, and of his fullness, we have all received, grace for grace. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, that you may know the love of God, of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. In John chapter 1, verse 16, he said, Of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. When we say something is full, that means it has no capacity to receive anything anymore. Is that correct? Uh, that means it is rich the brim. You can add to it anymore. And the scripture tells us here that of the fullness of Christ have we received grace for grace. What the scripture is trying to explain to us here is all of what you and I may need for life, of everything that we may desire to partake of, it says we have received it 
through Jesus Christ is grace for grace. In other words, the grace to live every day, the grace to talk, the grace to hear, the grace to do, the grace to prosper, the grace to walk in divine health, the grace of peace. The Bible says of his fullness we have received this grace. Grace for grace. In other words, what Jesus, what the Bible is telling us here is this. Here is Jesus, the embodiment of the fullness of the life of God. Now, the Bible says Christ lives where? Does, where does Christ live? In us. So that invariably means that if Christ lives in us and the fullness of God is in Christ, what that means is that we possess what? The fullness of the life of Christ. Let, let me, I, I'm going to say slowly because I want it to help our prayer time. In other words, if Christ embodies the fullness of God, because the scripture tells us, yes, that of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. So therefore, if Christ possesses the fullness of God, and this Christ lives in us, what that invariably means is that we possess this fullness. In other words, there is nothing to be added to you again. I can no longer now pray for God to bless me with wealth. I can no longer pray for God to bless me with peace. If the fullness of who Christ is lives in me, because the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of power will be of God and not of us. So what the scripture is saying to you, well, it even tells us in the book of Peter, in 1 Peter, that the things that we need for life and godliness, God has given everything to us. However, the reality of it is, why are we not seeing it on a daily basis? Because theoretically, those things are good. I want to submit to you. It is because of the fact that we as individuals have not actually believed it. It's just what it is. Because what I believe, I live out. What we are struggling with when it comes to the manifestation of the life of God is is it true that I really possess this thing? Because, but I just said, if it can happen, they say lay hands on the sick, and you lay hands, the sick did not heal. Then the enemy says to you, you don't have it yet. And so we go to God, Father, I want you to bless me so that when I lay my hands on the sick, they will be healed. Whereas that is an unbelieving prayer. You know, one of the things that has helped me, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about healing and how we don't see the manifestation. And I said to them, I said, no, that's not true. We see manifestation of healing. 
I, I'm no longer in the school of what used to happen is no longer happening. No, 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 that's not true. And this is the reason. I said, do you know, sometimes I read scripture and the things that I see is different. When Paul was talking to the people of Philippians, and I think it was Ephesians, and he was talking about Epaphroditus, how that he was sick, and that he was almost at the point of death, and that at this point of death, it was God that helped him that this guy would not die. So that says to me, that guy must have been sick for months or for weeks. And this is the same Paul, when he walked on the street, the Bible says a shadow will heal people. But then this guy was talking and writing a letter that God helped me, that this guy did not die. So that meant the guy was sick for a long time. So my question is, was it that Paul lacked the power then? Or when these things happen, the enemy just deliberately plants seeds of unbelief in our head. To think that what we read in the scripture used to be, but is no longer present. And once the enemy can plant a seed of doubt, it's just enough. The next time they call you to come and pray for someone that is healed, you just go there for the sake of saying words. Father, I pray. I already know he's not going to be healed. The father, I pray though that he will be healed. That's the truth. I, I, I was sharing this with someone. I just wanted it to, to sink home. Or what it means not to believe God. Because the, the validity of the power of God is not just the fact that I prayed for you and I saw the healing. The Bible says, of his fullness have we received. Because the truth is, while you prayed for that person, you've just planted a seed. The Bible says God watches over his words to perform them. But what we want though, many times, is like a fast food process. I drive to McDonald's, give it to me, I'm out of here. Whereas for God, it is a different ball game completely. Because the same Paul that walked that his shadows healed people is the same Paul that sat down with somebody that was sick for a long time that he had to literally say it was God that helped me out. I want it to sink home. Because what you possess is not ordinary. What lives on the inside of me is not ordinary. But until I begin to believe that what is in me is greater than what is outside, the truth is, I would think that I'm doing a hit and miss thing. So when I, when I hit it today, what happens is, I would then say, you know, I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. So the deal you got for real estate, because it came this, mo this morning to you, I'm going to repeat the same thing. Maybe 4 a.m. is the formula that works. So what happens is we then reduce God to a formula. Or we reduce him to a time frame. Not understanding that inside of us is this life. I may not see it now. The Bible says it does not yet appear what we would be like. It said, but when it's revealed, we shall be like him. What he's saying is when my eyes is open, I will then see how much of him I possess. 
And because I know I possess him on the inside, it begins to drive the things that I do. The truth is, we possess the fullness of life. The Christ's life is in us. It is not something, this is the reason why it informs how we pray. That is why it changes the way I approach God completely. I don't approach God on pleading with him. I approach God because I know we are a court working together in this thing. In other words, I don't address God like he's in the heavens. Which, yes, a part of it is, is in the heavens. But the truth is God is a spirit. And he lives on the inside of me. So when I get up and I want to pray, I don't pray like I'm addressing God that is far off. I address God because I know he's inside of me. So I talk to him. And as I talk to him, I'm hearing him as he speaks to me. Because his life is in me. The life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Which is the reason why even the work that we do, we don't see the fullness of life. It is because we don't believe it. That's why I said we're going to pray tonight. I just want to touch on this thing briefly. I'm going, to, I'm going somewhere with this and then we'll pray. Open with me to the book of Exodus chapter 31. You do understand so far what I've said is we possess the fullness of life. There is nothing to be added to the life that is in us and there is nothing to be taken away. When God said it is full, it is full. I don't need to pray to God to receive the life of God anymore. I possess it. Everywhere I go, Christ has come there. And what everything I say, Christ is already in it. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So that when I say to you, Diola, I'm hungry. There's a life in me. It is not carnal mind talking. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There, there's somebody that I'm conscious of, that I'm carrying. And it's that consciousness that helps me on a daily basis. Now hear this. In, in, in Exodus chapter 31. That's correct, Eli. You got it. Look at this. Um, Exodus chapter 31. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of all the, the, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of, of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels, for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Aishemach, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all these gifted artisans, that they may make all that I've commanded you. Now, take, take your eyes off of the tabernacle they are building. But let's look at the conversation that God had with Moses. He said, Moses, I have. So, imagine if Aholiab gets up, and Moses said, you're going to build the temple. God told me you're going to build a temple. And I wholly have now got on his knee. God, I want you to just bless the work of my hand. Please fill it up. I want to be able to design this thing in such a way that men will be blessed. 
If you were God, what would you be doing? Thank you. The truth is, unbelief has allowed us to walk a lot in ignorance. Imagine, this is it. Aholiab did not even have a clue the conversation that was going on between Moses and God. All Aholiab knows is when Moses came, you're going to go build the tabernacle. And God deliberately puts all these things in there for our own reference. So imagine, Sister Shade, you're already, imagine you are, you are a nurse. Okay. Then they come and they say, can you please inject um, Brad Joseph? He needs to be injected, whatever it is that he needs to be injected. Let's just say he needs to get a shot. And then you now say, go back to your or God that taught you in nursing school. Can you teach me again how to use the syringe? Does that make sense? He's been given, and this, and you have been trained in it already. The truth is, the fullness of life that we have plays out in everything in our lives. The work of our hands, the the homes that we live in, the fullness of life ought to manifest in all these areas. So that when I'm, when I'm in business, when I'm in real estate, when, I'm, when I begin to look for clients, it's not a matter of whether the clients are going to come. They will come. It's just a matter of me understanding I have the fullness of life. The capacity to prosper is already in me. The capacity to walk in divine health is already in me. The capacity to enjoy peace is in me. The capacity for anything that I need is in me because I have the fullness of life within me. Grace for grace. That there is nothing that is lacking in my life. So that if all I know to do is know how to cook, there's a fullness of life for it. If all I know to do is how to clean, there's a fullness of life for it. And as Christians, if we can understand this truth and we can hold on to this truth, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. The truth is, I have never heard Paul pray that he prospers. But I hear him bless people. But, and my God will supply all your needs. And when he spoke it, he knew it has to come to pass. What else? The Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. And then you possess the fullness of life within you. In the beginning, the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the day and God said, let there be. The creative power of God is also within us. We possess the same creative power. And that is why we, because we don't know who we are, the enemy plays with our mind. He knows if he can grab my mind, he, can, he has grabbed everything about me because what I believe is what I do. That's why the scripture says that you, your mind will be renewed. Because once my mind is renewed and I know who I am, I begin to walk in the fullness of who I am. 
But what happened is, it's almost like we are vacillating, vacillating all the time. We go this way, we go back. We go this way, we go come. Tomorrow, I believe God. The day after, uh, I don't know. We, we, we make it almost a moody thing. When I'm in good mood, then I will talk to God. When I'm not in a good mood, I don't talk to God. We fail to see that there is a river of living water within us. If we are supposed to be a people that are refreshed all the time. If a source of water becomes contaminated, then there is nothing that source of water can give to anybody anymore. But imagine the source of water that you are. You are asking again to be refreshed when I have it within me. What am I saying? Is the little truth that the enemy deprives, deprives us of. That's why the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It just needs to plant a little seed here and there. What does it matter? That the prayer you pray today, you didn't receive it immediately. Does that change the fullness of life that I possess? Does that change who God is? Absolutely not. But all I can do is give God thanks. In the midst of anything, just give God thanks and understand still that there is nothing that is going to change about me. Imagine this. Look at, if, stand, brother, stand. Let me, let me ask you this. Can you change anything about your physical self? Tell me. So, can you therefore change anything about your spirit man? Is it not what God has said it is? If you are not able to add stature to you, how can you then change the things about yourself except that you, listen, I know a friend, he will tell you, I know I'm the shortest person. He understands that he's short. Every time we talk, he will tell you, I know I'm short. He understands that he's short. What I'm trying to say is, to the degree that he understands his, his, his um, I won't say limitation, he understands his stature in the physical realm. To that degree, we should understand our own stature in the spirit. And once we know what our stature is in the spirit, we speak and we walk in line with who we are. Of his fullness, we have received grace for grace. There is grace available for every aspect of our lives. But I realize it's because we don't believe we have it. If, we, if they ask us, I'll tell, if, they, if you ask me, I'll tell you I believe. But it only plays out when I begin to work it out. That's when I know, mm, really, I don't believe this thing. I'm hearing Tosin preach it. I preach it to myself. But really, uh, they, 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 they playing it out on a daily basis is where we, we feel like we are handicapped. And the truth is, God can't change his word. He's giving us all that he can give us. What else can he give? Tell me. Everything that he has, he's giving it. Everything. He gave us his son, the best gift. He, he just gave it. Here, take it. Have it. This is how much I love you. This is the guarantee. Even Jesus now came and said, okay, even if you don't believe that, I'm, I want to give you another guarantee. The Holy Spirit, take Imagine all of that that we have. We do not even use it to the fullest. That's where the enemy eats us the most. Because when I go out tomorrow, what I'm expecting, if I hear disappointing news, I, my default comes in place immediately. My default. My default. No understanding. 
Even when they told Jesus he could not go in somewhere, he told them it's because it's not been said that I should go there. If I need to go there, I will be there. You, you can't take my life. It's not possible. Except God give it to you. My life, Abba, impossible. You can't have it. It, 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 is, it, is, it, is, it is when I think that you own my life. That is why you can control my life. But the minute I know that my life is in the hands of God and the fullness of life lives within me, it is not possible for the things that are outside to control me. And that's why I said I want us to pray tonight. That God will open our eyes to see what we possess. I mean, you read all this scripture and they baffle you. Out of you will flow rivers of living water. Imagine, I'm, I'm, I'm praying every day, God, I'm thirsty for you. And Jesus Christ said, once you drink this water, you will never thirst again. Why am I praying for thirst? Why am I praying to my, for my thirst to be quenched? You see how these things play out? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Why would I be not thirsty again? Lord, I thirst for you. But I possess it. So I want us to pray tonight. That the one thing that is missing is just to believe him. (laughs) And then rest in him. Because once I believe him, rest becomes an automatic thing. That's why he said they could not enter his rest because of unbelief. Because once I enter his rest and I know what I have, even when you tell me no, you see, that's why I like Paul. They were going to travel. He said to them, I don't think we should go this path. They ignored him. He sat in there. Just like you start, that's why, you know how grandfathers sit down. They, they have wisdom. They, they understand life. You play around. They already know the mistake you're going to make. They sit down there and just watch you. And then you come back and say to you, well, he ended like that? Okay, you remember I was trying to, this was what I was trying to tell you. You understand? The reason is because they possess life within them. They already have experience. So they can tell you if you add one and one, you get two. It's an experience. It's an automatic thing. Paul now said to them, he said, okay, now even though you did not listen to me, the God whose I am and to whom I belong said to me, there shall be no loss. Now let's go. By the reason of the fullness of life within him. He didn't have to shalaba shalaba. I'm sorry. He didn't have to speak in tongues. (laughs) He didn't have to do all of that. He didn't have to do all of that. He heard. Because he was tuned to the life that was within him. He, He was conscious of the life that was within him. They were constantly conversing. And out of that, he can say, the God whose I am to whom I belong said to me, there shall be no loss. From that point on, the question is, did did they not still experience devastation? They did. But when you and I pray and we experience devastation, we believe our prayer has not been answered. Because the God's perspective is never tuned in. So we say to ourselves, and I pray though, I really pray though. And we think it's our prayer really that does all these things. I'm telling you, there used to be a time I would say to you, I pray six hours. And I enjoyed it. it I boasted in it. 
When God opened my eyes, I realized I had nothing to do with the thing. When I realized it had nothing to do with me, then I said to myself, oh my God, gee. You realize you are not the significant factor in it. It is Christ. Take away Christ, nothing. So what am I saying tonight? There is a fullness of life within us that can play itself out in every one of our circumstances and in every aspect of our lives on a daily basis. That begins to influence the way we think. It begins to influence the way we talk. It begins to influence the things that we do. And we begin to see the manifestation. I wholly have did not ask God. God said, I have given it to him already. There's something God has given you already. And listen, I without you, you, me without that gift that God has given you, we are not complete. And until we begin to see it, that we are a piece of a puzzle, a greater picture. We will fail to understand that we are that significant in the eyes of God. That is why it annoys me when somebody says, I, 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 am, I, am, I, am, I am timid. I can't, I can't. Are you kidding me? He gave, God gave up the best. I mean, that means God is a bad investor. No, it means God is a bad investor. If he will invest Jesus Christ and, 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 and reap a crap. And reap crap and me hearing me say, I am nothing. We are trying to say to God, you did not invest right. But listen, God is a shrewd investor. He has invested and he has reaped the best of benefit. You are. You are his prized possession. He gave it all up because of you. He gave it all up that he may come and assist you in your weakness. And exchange your weakness for his own strength. He did it deliberately and intentionally. Let us stand to our feet. I am a child of the Most High. I possess life within me. I am full of wisdom. I am full of understanding. I am full of knowledge. I am skilled. I am above. I can never be beneath. I have a vantage view. In my business, on my job, I have a vantage view. In my family, I have a vantage view. I see things from a great perspective. The perspective of Christ. I see from the fullness of the life that is within me. The work of my hand, I am skilled in it. Through the work of my hand, I receive the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding that is needed. Because there is a world that is missing because of my skill. And therefore, the world now is complete because I am there I thank you Lord oh give him praise tonight you have already been skilled you have already been blessed you are blessed you are blessed the Bible says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing there is nothing that is missing in your life you possess it all you have it all because Christ is in you. Of his fullness do you live out of. You live out of the fullness of the life of Christ. Begin to pray tonight. Begin to talk to him tonight. Lord, I know that I live out of the fullness of your life. My business is out of the fullness of your life. My job is out of the fullness of your life. My home is out of the fullness of your life. Lord, I live from that position. I live from that perspective, oh God. 
that is my reality my reality is the Christ life that is in me it is the Christ life that has possessed me my reality oh God is that you in me oh God are the hope of glory my reality oh God is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me my reality oh God is that I am blessed above all things I understand that you that did not spare your own son you said how will you not with him freely give me all things my God we have all things already everything that I think I lack I have them already I thank you for the manifestation of them oh God I declare Lord they manifest oh God your blessings manifest in my home your blessings manifest on my body my blessings manifest in the work of my hand your blessings manifest on my child your my blessings manifest in all that I do Lord in the name of Jesus we give you praise or we give you praise tonight you said of your fullness have we received grace for grace I thank you for the grace to prosper I thank you for the grace to walk in divine health I thank you for the grace of the peace of God in my home I thank you for the grace oh God to be to begin to receive into the kingdom Lord those that do not believe you I thank you for the grace that has possessed me I thank you for your grace oh God that lives in and through me father I give you praise tonight